You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. another episode of for distraction with me as always is scott i'm adam how we doing you opened up like you were like a one nine hundred operator well hello well hello there yeah you've been told you have a sexy voice i have been told that once or once twice. or twice yeah once you, or twice i you, was i was told you remember we used to work at the skating rink yeah okay I do remember so that. Yes. you know how we always whenever you would do like laser tag or rock war or something like that you'd have to go up to the front office and make announcements on the microphone yep i was told uh, a couple times by whoever's working in the front office that you know your voice like the way you make some of those announcements you sound like you should be on radio like, and what? here we are yeah. in front of microphones yeah like, teen years later yeah exactly yeah. so that's how it is how are we doing scott i'm doing wonderful adam I'm I'm doing good. Yes, things are things are good. Uh, beer of the show. Oh yeah, beer you brought you brought a beer. A beer. Yes. So I kind of got hooked on this beer. It's got a unique smell. I got hooked on this beer from my wife. She is a huge huge fan of this. Kristen drinks this all the time. It smells like Kristen would like it. Oh, she loves. Let's it. Put it that way. Personally, I think it's okay. I like it. I like it. She loves it. I, I certainly don't love it, but it is Lindman's Frambois. It is a beer from Belgium. It is a lambic. Now, let me explain what a lambic is. Please do. Let me set the scene here. So imagine a real sweet, fruity wine and your classic like Belgium Pilsner lager. Like they had, they got together after a Tinder swiping and they had like the freakiest like Pornhub sex and a baby was conceived. This is the child. All right. Okay. You, 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 Are you painted, with me here? You've painted a picture. Okay. So that's, that's what a Lambic beer is. And this is Lindman's Frambois. This is a raspberry. So go ahead. Let me... I've had this before, so I'll have you go first. Um, oh, that's sweet. Right? It's bitter. It's very bitter. I think it's tart. Yeah. It's, yes. It's, yeah, mm, tastes like I'm sucking on a lemon or something. <laughs> Holy shit. It's, it's something I couldn't really drink a lot of. No, I, I'm a one and done for this one. Yes. Holy God. Um, it's not bad. It's, you uh. Like, you like wine. I do. I do like In wine. In my opinion, this is classified as a beer. But I feel like it tastes more like a wine. I mean, the bottle itself looks like a tiny wine bottle. It is, yes. That's kind of what it looks like. Um, it even has a like 
uh, wrapping around it that you would have to peel this, off to like open up a wine bottle. This bottle is only an 8.5 ounce. So it's a very small one. What about the uh, alcohol content? That's what I was just looking. Uh, I don't see it. It's got to be on here somewhere. Um, well, you see if you can find it. Um, it's it's not bad. You can definitely taste the fruity flavor, and it is definitely, definitely, as you said, it's a very tart drink. Um, definitely cannot drink more than one of these. This is, it's not bad, but it's... I, I think one and dones are fine. I have yep. no problem with drinking a one and done kind of beer, trying it out and everything like that. I definitely, I don't know how to describe it. Usually I like to say, oh, it's a summer beer or winter beer. I don't know how to exactly describe it. It feels like a dinner beer almost, like a oh, fancy yeah. dinner beer is what it is. Um, take another look at this. No, you nailed it. This is the kind of, yeah. yes, it is a beer, but I'm going to say this is oh. the kind of beverage you would pour in a nice fancy glass at a nice sit down restaurant and yeah. sip on it. Not yeah. the kind of beer you're going to take to the face and chug, yeah. which is typically our MO. Yeah. This is like a sip on it. That's why it's only eight and a half ounces, because it'll last you for the course of a meal, because you're sipping on this bad boy. Yeah. Um, I would say it's it's good. It is a good It is mm-hmm. a good drink. I thought you would like it because you're a wine guy. It's very so. good. It hits me on the back of my tongue. Every single time I take a swig, it's mm-hmm. like it's like it's a staying on the back of my tongue yeah. and it's like riding the wave almost like it's mm-hmm. it's it's having a party on the back of my tongue and it's fine mm-hmm. um definitely a one and done I, I give it a recommend it's it's not bad it's that you could definitely taste the raspberry you can absolutely mm-hmm. taste the raspberry in it um there's other flavors too this one just happens to be the oh, raspberry yeah? yeah this is the raspberry one um what other flavors are there i fucking don't know oh i was figured name a couple no, but i don't know but this is the raspberry one. All right. Uh, yeah, I give it a recommend. Yeah. I'm going to give it a three out of five. Three out of five. It's, yeah, it's a little much. It's a little too much. It little is. Tar- makes my butthole pucker up a little bit when I take a sip. But It, um, it is. Yeah. But it's not bad. It's not bad. You're going to hear me it's doing not... this a lot. In the, yeah, it's, you're going to hear yeah. me doing that every single time I take a, a sip. A little smackerel. <laughs> it is a little smackeroony. Um, all right. Well, that is the Lindman's Frambois. Frambois. Raspberry Lambic beer. Um, Scott, I got two stories I want to talk about. Two stories. One is a good-hearted celebrity story. All right. Good-hearted celebrity story. The other one is a very weird story. So okay. I'm going to start with the celebrity story. Did you hear... Um, have you heard about Shaquille O'Neal and his good deeds that he likes to do for people and stores and things like that? Have you heard of those stories? So I, I'm not really sure what you're referring to, but let me just point... Let me preface by saying... I love Shaq. He's an amazing person. Shaq is one of my favorite people all around. He is just awesome. He's funny and just, from what I understand, I don't know him personally, but judging him from his media outreach, he, he seems like a very yeah. good person. One of my favorite basketball players of all time, too. He's great. He's he's just a fun guy, and he seems mm-hmm. like a generally nice guy. So this story came out because he didn't like talk about this. Somebody else came out and okay. said this because they want to talk about uh, what Shaq did for him. Um, so he was, he apparently, Shaq wears a lot of jewelry. He's, okay. he's definitely a jewelry guy. Um, he goes to mm-hmm. Zales a lot, apparently. He's got oh, his own. Zales. Yeah, he's a Zales boy, apparently. Okay. Um, and he, apparently he went there, I think it was last week, he went to Zales and he saw this guy getting an engagement ring for his girlfriend. And he was sitting there saying like, oh, you know, trying to figure out the price. How much is it? This, that, and the other thing. And randomly, just out of nowhere, Shaq goes up to him and is like, hey, what's going on, man? You buying this for your girlfriend? You want you know, to propose? Stuff like that? He's like, yeah. He's like, he throws down his credit card. He's like, it's on me. 
and he just buys it for him. Oh my god! He just and he's and and he's the guy was like, no, 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 like you you can't don't do this for me. Like you don't have to do this for you. He's like, dude, don't even worry about it. Every day when I walk out of the house, I say I got to do a good deed for somebody every day. And wow. he's like, he's like, that's and this is my good deed for the day. He's just don't worry, the ring's on me. Whatever, <sighs> whatever he wants, it's on me. <clears throat> yeah, and that's that's apparently he does this on a regular basis. Um, there's a couple of the stories. Uh, one. He was at a Best Buy. Okay. And uh, I'm trying to see if I can find exactly who it was. Well, it must be hard for Shaq to like shop in the public at Zales and at Best Buy. I mean, he would stand out in a crowd like a sore thumb. Yeah. He's, he's a taller, giant he's human being. He's a giant yes. man is yes. what he is. Um, this this other story came after the tragic death of Kobe Bryant. Mm. Uh, and They were like good friends. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't know I didn't know that was Shaq's sister, apparently. Who? Uh, uh, I'm sorry. The, the story says, from according to this, in January 2020, following the then-recent deaths of Kobe Bryant and previously O'Neal's sister. Never mind. Apparently Shaq's sister died previously. Okay. Never mind. I, I When I read it, my brain was like, Shaq's sister was on the helicopter too? Like, no. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Apparently apparently his sister died recently and he was friends with Kobe Bryant, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, the, he was at a Best Buy and these... These two people came up to him and was like, basically came and said, hey, you know what? I, I, didn't, I noticed you're in here. I just want to come to you and say we're big fans. Like, we're really sorry we heard about Kobe and we heard about mm-hmm. your sister. We're real, we're real sorry for, that you did this. Just, you know, you know, like, we just want to give our condolences and say, hope, you, hope right, everything's going right. back. And then apparently they were shopping for a laptop. So Shaq looks at him and says, you know what? You're good people. I, I like you. I appreciate what you did. Pick out the most expensive laptop you can get and I'll pay for it. So he does this kind of stuff on a regular yeah. basis. He just kind of goes out and he says, like, hey, I'm going to do something. What One final story from this article. Apparently, he in 2019, he bought a home for a family mm-hmm. of a 12-year-old boy who was paralyzed in an Atlanta shooting. He bought a home for a family wow. because they heard about this. So this is just a general good man. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good-hearted story. I thought, you know, we talk about a lot of a lot of downers, a lot of downs. Yeah, stuff you know, happening. I was going to bring that up. I was going to say we we used to do a segment on the show called the douche of the day. Yeah, and we would talk about people in the public who were just fucking assholes, and that's because I guess we're too fucking negative. I know you for sure are negative. Um, but, cynical but, as hell. But uh, maybe this, like, we could make Shaq what's the opposite of douche, like just. Um, like nice guy, a good guy. Paragon like, of the day. There we go. Uh, Paragon there, of the day. Paragon of the day. Yeah. So that's Shaq. Great job. I love him, man. He's great. I'd like to meet him. Me too. I yeah, have actually... you ever heard his, his rap? No, I don't think I. Have. It's like fun. It, I mean, he's not great, but it's also not bad. <laughs> it's also not bad. Have you ever played Shaq Fu? I've seen the game. Oh my god, I it. own it on my Sega Genesis. I fucking kick ass, Jack Fu. He's got a great sense of humor too. Like I don't know how much like you said you're not you don't watch a lot of stand up, but I've seen a lot of Kevin Hart's old stand up. Like when he started getting big mm-hmm. and started hanging out with celebrities and stuff like that. Apparently, he knows Shaq and he's hung out yeah. with Shaq a few times. And he did this bit when Shaquille O'Neal was in the audience uh-huh. about the way Shaq plays basketball and like all like the way he falls and because he's so big he falls like a tree and it, it's all funny stuff and then it would cut to Shaq and Shaq would be just dying in the audience so he's definitely has a sense of humor about his shit so yeah awesome cool story about Shaq it is awesome. yes yeah. um, I got another one weird story very weird okay. I don't know if you heard about this but in China in March 
um, there was a wedding that was going on. And basically, I'm just going to give you the subject and I'm going to go, I'm going to give you the end result of it and I'm going to go into the actual story. The uh, bride-to-be and the groom-to-be found out they were brother and sister. No fucking way. Yeah, so here's what happened, apparently. At the wedding? At the day of the wedding. Breaks that news. That's so what here's I want to know. so here's what happened. Okay, so apparently, um, the day of the wedding, the bride was wearing her wedding dress, something like that, and the mother of the groom looked at her and apparently, like, I don't know, maybe there was like a cutout in the back or something like that, the wedding dress, or I don't know where it is, but she saw a birthmark on the on the bride, and she realized it's apparently such a unique birthmark that she realized she was looking, she realized, oh my god, I had a daughter who went missing 20 years ago, who had the same exact birthmark. And the bride was like, I never met my birth mom. And they realized, oh shit, you, you, you are my mother. Shut the fuck up. This is a real fucking thing that happened. <gasps> they probably did it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they oh, did so no. many times. Oh, here's, no. But here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. And this this will make you feel better about that. Apparently, the the groom, the son of the mother, is adopted. So it's not blood. Oh. Apparently, he was adopted, and through happenstance, oh, that's got okay, together. Then. But but can you imagine the like lines that have to cross, like the way that the way just destiny has to like come together that this adopted uh, son gets together with his mother's long lost daughter. Yeah, that's crazy for the the mom. Yeah, in China. You know how many fucking people are in China? Billions. Yes. Billions. Yes, yeah. billions with a B. <laughs> Capital fucking B. Yeah, in China. Yeah. That's an insane fucking oh. story. And you know what had to happen? They went through at the wedding and everybody was okay with it. So <laughs> Could you wow. could you do that even though you're not blood related? If you found out this information, would you at least like postpone the wedding? Would you be like, all right, can we pump the brakes for a second? No, I don't see, know. see, I kind of blame them. I mean, you kind of what? I, I kind of blame the the bride and groom for this because I mean, maybe it's a cultural thing. China is different than here. But uh, Kristen and I, we were engaged for years before we got married. Before that, we dated for years before we even got engaged. I knew her whole family. I knew her whole life story. She knew my whole family. She knew my... I feel like if you're dating somebody that's getting serious to the point where you're thinking about marriage, you might say... She might be like, oh, by the way, I've never met my birth parents. And he would be like, oh, by the way... I'm adopted, but my mother had her kid lost or whatever. I don't. Maybe that, he didn't know though. That's maybe, a maybe it's not, maybe it's not a story that his mother ever told him. But maybe, why? Maybe it's something that is very hurtful, and she doesn't want to like talk about it. It could be. It could be one of those kind of situations where it's like, if you, if let's say you have a kid and goes missing, gets kidnapped, whatever, and you don't see her for a long time, you assume that they're dead or whatever, and then you adopt a kid. Are you going to tell that kid as a lifetime, you know you had a sister who went missing and we think they're dead? Or you, or is it going to be so hurtful you're going to be like, I don't want to talk about this. Let me I just mean, move on. Yeah, you're, you're right. It depends. I would like to know the backstory. How the fuck do you just lose a kid? I don't know. Like, 
I'm sure it's something that happens, but it's got to be, there's got to be well, like, like traumatic. That's the reason why like leashes were invented for kids because kids were getting lost mm. all the time. Remember when you were growing up and you had that one weird friend that had like the harness and I shit like that? I still see them once in a while. You'll be yeah. at like the fucking mall or the zoo and there'll be yeah. that, that one mom with a fucking kid leash. You see it when I go to Disney World, like, uh-oh, fucking kid leash mom. That's how you that lose a kid, kid right there. So Timmy, heel. <laughs> I'm thankful. I don't think I ever had a kid leash. No, fuck I don't no. Think I have. Like, I've yeah. gone lost a couple times, but I never had a kid leash. So, you got lost before? I mean, when you're a kid, you just kind of wander off in a crowd, and you're like, "Mommy, where's my mommy?" And then eventually, you know, you your mom hears you screaming yeah. and crying. I got and... lost at Sam's Club once. I might have told this story on here before. I don't think so. I don't no? remember this. I got. I was a kid. I got lost at Sam's Club. First of all, Sam's Club is just like. It reminds me of the warehouse at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, it's just, like, ceiling to floor of, like, giant crates of the most ridiculous stuff. Like, rows upon rows. You've been you've been to a Sam's Club. No, I've never you've been to You've never been to a Sam's Club. I've never had any need to go to a you Sam's don't. Club. don't. Fucking don't. And it's just, like, you walk up and down these aisles and there's, like, people giving you free shit. Like, little samples of food. Kind of fun, but... Yeah, I was there with a kid and, like... I got separated from my parents. I just went over, was looking at something, turned around, they were gone. And I'm like, okay. But I was old. I wasn't like real young, but I was old enough to be like, okay, I'll fucking find them. So I remember walking, and they sell fucking everything here. You name it, it's for sale at the Sam's Club. Walking up and down the aisles, checking for them. I checked every aisle. At this point, I'm starting to get like fucking nervous, fucking worried. Where the hell are they? And I remember thinking, they sold tires. They had this one fucking row of tires. And it smells good. It smells like that like chemically made rubber. rubber. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, they're going to be fucking down there. But I went up down the cleaning aisle, the food, the drinks, the frozen aisle, everything, the snacks. You met, like, the, I even went to the fucking pharmacy area. Up and down the aisles, just looking for them. Couldn't find them. At this point, I'm nervous. I'm like on the verge of tears. I'm scared. I'm young. So I go up to the front and I have to get the person to page them. Yeah. Oh, you did that I move. Did, I did the paging move. Yeah, I know. Embarrassing now. But they paged him and then they came up to the front and found me. And it was nice and it was awesome. And then I was like, where the fuck were you guys? Like, we're in the tire aisle. <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing? Well, we need new tires. <laughs> like, we didn't come here to buy tires. Like, well, we saw a great deal. We figured we'd buy them in bulk like, we now. Didn't know, like, like, there was things we came for. Tires was not on the list. That's <laughs> that's how Sam's Club gets you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you don't have a good lost story? No, not the one that I can no, really you're remember. you're on an airplane in a crash on some desert island and... There's a smoke monster and polar thank, bears. Thank no? God, no. <laughs> I've 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 watched Castaway a couple times, and I keep always thinking about that situation. What if I ever fall into that same situation where the plane crashes and I make it to like a deserted island and I'm just there and I would die. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, I would die. Yeah, most I, of us would. I die. would yeah. absolutely probably die. There's no way I'm making it out of that alive. 100 percent no. I don't know if I want to live. If you knew that you could survive, but you're going to spend the rest of your life alone on a deserted island, fuck that shit. Yeah. I'd put up a good fight, though. Like, I- I- I've seen enough Survivor. I'd make my peace with God, rub one out one more time, and then just walk One in- more time? At least one more time, and then walk Dude, I'm emptying the tank. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take it with you when you go. <laughs> 
can't. No. It's too much. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great stuff. <laughs> You're right. I guess. I guess I. I I'd give it a go and then go through my refractory period and then give it another go. There you go, yeah. Refractory period. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you go till chase and you're like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know if it was like a like a, like a Brook Shields like Blue Lagoon scenario where I was trapped on a desert mm-hmm. island with somebody. That's a different scenario. Yeah, if you're with somebody, then, you know, that's completely different. Yeah, but, uh, fuck, by yourself. There's no homo on deserted island. Dude, you, Tom Hanks fucked that volleyball. Oh, yeah. sure he fucked that volleyball. Oh, yeah. That, when they hit the water, Wilson was waiting to get away. Are you kidding me? (laughs) He wanted to leave. (laughs) Sprouted arms and started doggy paddling (laughs) away from the raft. Wilson! Okay, I got some, I got some big news here. All right. Big, big news. So they just released a list of TV shows that are being canceled and or not renewed for another season. Now, are these network shows or streaming shows? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. A little bit of column A, a little column B. There's there's a list of 25 shows that are currently on that will no longer be on next year in 2022. So it was worth a read. So I'm going to mention some of these. Now, mind you, some of these shows... I've never heard of. So I'm sure there's a lot. I was perusing through some of the streaming stuff and I'm like, God damn, there's way too much. There's almost too much shit out there on streaming now. Okay. So the first thing is called Atypical. It's on Netflix. There's four seasons. Never heard of her. Me neither. It's done. Next one is The Bold Type. There's five seasons. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Yep. This next one is kind of sad because I do like it. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That I did hear that was coming to an end. That's there's a very eight, good there's show. There's eight seasons of it. It's on NBC. It actually almost got canceled one other time. And the fans like got together and said, Fuck no, we love that show. It's a and great they, show. They brought it back. Well, now it is it is done. It is done. So that one kind of sucks. So there's one now I hear this show is good. I've never watched it. I think you have. It's on Netflix. There's four seasons. It's now done. Castlevania. That is a great show. Castlevania is I did done. Hear, I did hear they're doing one final season. Yeah. They're doing one, yeah. And then they said there might be a spinoff, but this show is done. So, uh, Conan on TBS, his talk show. There's that, 10 that? seasons of that. So what's he going to do after that, then? So he has a new show coming out. It's on HBO Max, I think. Or maybe it's on back on TBS. I don't know. It's called Conan Without Borders. It's a travel show. Oh, yeah. I, I've heard of that. Okay. He's, it's, he's done that before. Um, this isn't the first I felt, time. I was a big fan of Conan O'Brien. When I, had... I love his bits that he does. His sketches and his bits that he does. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a big talk show guy. I don't give a shit about listening to talk shows talk to a celebrity or listen mm. about their lives or anything like that. I like the bits, little joke stuff he does. Like when he does the stuff when he is joking around with his uh, employees and yeah. he does like shit like that. I that's funny to me. So he was on that show Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Yeah, that came on after the Tonight Show when Jay Leno was on the Tonight Show, and then Jay Leno retired. And they and I, I liked Jay Leno on the Tonight Show, and I liked Conan O'Brien on the Late Show with Conan yeah. O'Brien. I liked I liked both. I watched both of those when Leno retired. They promoted Conan up, and Conan was on the Tonight Show. 
for like a year. And then Lena was like, I want to come back. And NBC did him dirty. They did. He they, yeah. he has such a terrible relationship with them because he hates them so much. Because yeah. he's like, you fucked me over. Like, they I was supposed to be hard, the Tonight yes. Show guy. Yeah. And the worst part was, and, and NBC, the ratings were down when Conan took over from Leno. That's to be expected. They were down because the fucking baby boomers and the generation before that, the great, the greatest generation, they didn't like that new style of humor that Conan. It's co- a different humor than Jay it Leno, is. and they didn't like it as well. And Jay Leno was not that funny. He was not that. He funny. He was okay. He, he was not. He, he that had his funny. moments. He, yeah. He doesn't. His his comedy doesn't really hold up. He was funny when I was like. 10 yeah but then after that i was like oh this is not when i grew up i was like i'm done with this i've watched some clip and you know it's me the fucking social justice warrior so take this with a grain of salt but i've watched some of his clips and i'm like wow that was a fucking inappropriate joke yeah like he made a whole lot of asian jokes yeah he made fun of asians like bad back then it was funny then (laughs) it was funny then you could not get away with that now like yeah it was bad so i like conan and then he got promoted to the Tonight Show, and then Leno wanted to come back. So NBC says, "Fuck off, Conan. We're taking Jay back." Jay came back for another one year or two, and then he left again. Yeah. At the meantime, Conan said, "Fuck you," and he went to TBS, where he had this show that is now done. Well, that's sad. All right, next one. I've heard of this, but I've never watched it. Called Dead to Me. I've heard of it too. Three seasons. Yeah. Next one's called Dear White People. I've it, heard of it. I I haven't, but it's done after four seasons. This one I hear is good. I've never watched it. It's called Glow. I've heard of that too. It, never it's, watched it's it. It's on Netflix. It's three seasons of that. I've heard it's good, but I never watched it. This one I've never heard about called Insecure. It's nope. on HBO. Nope. There's five seasons. This is a big one. This is a big one. This one kind of shocked me. Judge Judy is done after 25 seasons. Well, she's got like hundreds of millions of dollars. So at a certain point, you know, she all, can just be done. And all those other courtroom dramas, like the hot bench and the, the whatever. There's a million of them. She's like the executive producer of all of them. Yeah. So she's still got money coming in. Um, and something tells me that's not the last we've seen of uh, Judge Judy. I'm sure. This is a big one. She's going to have a podcast next. This one... <laughs> After 20 seasons, this show is over, and I'm so happy. Keeping up with the Kardashians is done. Yeah. Yes. But that's because it's done, but they're all, like, expanding out from what I hear to, like, do other things. Like, I think um, the the matriarch of the entire family, what's her name? Um, um, she was... She was tr- she was a he and then transgender transition oh, to uh caitlin jenner caitlin jenner i think she's running for like governor she's of running for gov- governor yes it's like fuck me shut up and there's yeah. like i think kim kardashian is now like gonna be practicing law because she went to, she passed she, the bar yeah yeah she never or went she, she never went to she sc- never went to law school but she studied for the bar and somehow passed it I don't believe she really passed it. Be- I I believe there was some shady shit down. Yeah. But apparently, her and Kanye getting divorced though. They are, they are, and that's the big thing. What I read about uh, Kanye has been on the show because he's been married to Kim yeah. the last couple of years. He's been on the show, keeping up with the Kardashians, and he had in his contract like anything that he's involved in on the show, he had to agree with it. So Kim and Kanye's divorce is going to be a big part of the show, and he said no way. 
that cannot be on here at all. He's so made some questionable decisions the past few years. So I would I can't be surprised that even Kim Kardashian. He's a talented, him. talented guy. I love his music, but he is an absolute loose cannon. He yes. needs to. He's, he he needs, needs psychiatric help. He definitely needs to be on some meds. Yes. So this next one is an interesting one. This is a show. I believe it was on ABC. It got canceled, and a cert a select group of people complained about this, and it got picked up by Fox, and then it has been on Fox, and now it's done on Fox. It's completely done. I think we've talked about it on the show before too. Nine seasons of Last Man Standing. Yeah, I've heard of that. Tim too. Tim Allen. Yeah. Um. So when it first came out, I, I loved Home Improvement. I was a big Home Improvement fan. I could take it or leave it. You didn't like, like it? It's like, meh. That's fine. When I was a kid, I loved Home Improvement. I watched that show all the time. thought it was funny. So when this came out, Tim Allen, kind of the same principle of family, sitcom, I started watching it. This show is so incredibly not funny. I hated this show. Isn't like just like the conservative show for the conservatives it's, because we're conservative? It, it wasn't originally marketed that way. It was just like Tim Allen in real life is a conservative guy. He's yeah. a Republican. He's a Trump supporter. Whatever. Whatever. And he wanted that persona because his character in the show, instead of being a handyman with a TV show, he runs like a sporting goods store and sells guns and hunting equipment and fishing equipment and camping equipment. Like that's his whole. So typically if you're in that kind of work, nine times out of ten, you're going to lean to the right. So he carried his real life persona over to his character in this show and it wasn't even supposed to be a main part of the show but after a couple seasons it turned that way and the conservative americans were like finally hollywood is so liberal and finally we get a conservative show and then abc was like yeah we're fucking canceling this and they were like why it's your highest rated show blah 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 so of course fox is like hey We'll take that over. Fox is a weird network about that kind of stuff. They have shows like Family Guy and Simpsons that regularly joke on Fox and regularly like say the opposite of what they typically have. But then they have shows like this that come on there that like go towards. It's, it's a weird network. And, and here's it's another a hodgepodge why, of different things. Another reason why this is happening. Do you know who owns ABC? Disney. They've always owned it. Yes. Who just recently bought Fox? Disney. Yes. So now Disney's back to owning the show that they originally yeah. wanted to get rid of. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's full circle. So that's kind of why. So Last Man Standing is done, and I say good. All right. This next show is another one. It was on, it was on Fox. Very popular. It got canceled. Then Netflix picked it up. Very popular on Netflix. Now it's done for good. This is the show Lucifer. That's a pretty good show you've watched it i've watched a few i've, I've heard it's good i've i've seen like the first half of the first season that okay. is i kind of just like it's one of the shows i just kind of stopped watching it and i just never got back to going to uh to watch it but it's it's pretty good they did a during the big uh cw crossover event with like flash and super uh supergirl and arrow yeah. the crisis on infinite earth right, thing right. uh lucifer made an appearance in one of those episodes oh, he, did. he like a quick five minute thing constantine needed to like go to hell for something and he was and like the character who played him. yeah and he he cool. he went to like his nightclub and he like knocked on the door and lucifer came out and he's like oh constantine's like oh yeah i need to get the fucking hell lucy he's like all right here you go 
So it, it was a quick cameo thing, but yeah, he made an appearance. In Fans that. probably really liked it. Oh, I, so I saw that. I was like, holy shit, yeah, it's that's... fucking the Lucifer. Yeah. I hear it's a good show. I've never watched it. It might be on my list of something to check out. It started out on Fox. They canceled it. People were mad. So Netflix bought it. Netflix been playing it. And now it's done there, too. All right. The next one. Um, I've seen a couple episodes of this show. It was entertaining. My dad really likes this show. He's going to be sad. It's on CBS. There's been five seasons, and it's the remake reboot of MacGyver. Okay, I've Mac- heard I've heard things of that it, show. Yeah, MacGyver is done on <laughs> CBS. Um, this next one, I've seen a couple show also CBS. Eight seasons of this. Wow, I didn't realize it ran so long. The show Mom with Anna Faris and Allison Janney. I had heard that Anna Faris wasn't going to be on the show anymore, but I heard there was going to be like either continuation with the mother character yes. or so the last season anna ferris isn't even in it but allison janney still is that's weird yes and apparently it didn't work without both of them that was the whole premise so now it's it's I wonder why anna ferris like wasn't in the last season not sure not sure I've, she's a she seems like a cool person i've listened to her podcast a couple times she's she's like a kind of a fun person i listen to her podcast not regularly but she used to be married to chris pratt yeah and they have kids together and they came on her podcast together when they were going through their divorce and were just so open and candid about it. And it was it was really strange. It's it's it was like an amicable thing. It kind was. Of, kind of thing. It, th- there are relationships that have this. And there's another podcast list to called the Ralph Report, which is Ralph Garman. He's he co-hosts like Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith. Um, he does his own show, Ralph Report. And it, this past year, he's gone through a lot of shit. And he recently got a divorce with his wife, but like she's also like a producer on his show. Mm-hmm. Like she runs like a lot of the backhand stuff, and apparently like they have a good relationship too. Like they regularly see each other, they talk to each other. Like they have a kid, so they have to be putting in each other's lives. But like they they it was not like a terrible separation. Apparently, like he was really open about it, and so that those kind of really those kind of things do happen. Not every. A marriage ending has to be like I'm at each other's throats and it's going to be mm. a horrible experience. So yeah, it was just strange because like honestly, they were like a really cute couple. Yeah, like Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris were like always together. They were always like it seemed like they were one of those couples that were like great together. And then out of the blue, like oh by the way, we're getting divorced. And then like less than a year after their divorce. He fucking gets married to Kathleen Schwarzenegger. I'm I'm sure there was a lot. There were things going on behind the scenes for a lot longer than what the public saw. True. I'm true. sure that's what it was. I'm not so. going to judge, but no. he is the worst Chris. He, if he's he's the worst Chris, but he's still a pretty good Chris. He's. I'm just going to say, out of the Chris's, he's the worst Chris. But he's still pretty good. Moving he's on. Still pretty fun. The next show being canceled. This one kind of shocked me because the ratings were still really high on this. Another CBS show. Seven seasons of NCIS New Orleans. I'm so okay. No, I'm not surprised about that. They're going to end that and they're going to do NCIS. I um, think the regular NCIS is still happening. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. And I'm sure they're going to do another NCIS. Yeah. MCS Miami. I think okay. is that ended or something like that. That was a show. Right. I'm not sure. I don't watch any of those. Neither do I. But I'm sure they're is... going to do another city or something like that. Yeah, uh, NCIS Austin, Texas. It looks like or... Scott Bakula is in the picture of this. Was he in this show? I don't know. It was Scott Bakula. That's kind of awesome. I love him. 
Anyway, next one, and I've heard so many good things about this show. So many people, it's a Netflix show. So many people were saying, you have to watch this show. You have to watch this show. It's on my list, but I've just never watched it. Well, four seasons, the show Ozark is ending on Netflix. Yeah, I've seen it. I've never really had a desire to watch it. From, just from when I look at it, I'm like, eh, it's popular, but it doesn't appeal it's to me. It's popular, and the pe- people I trust are telling me it's good. So I'm sure it is good. Maybe one day I'll watch I it. I have too much other shit to watch to watch Ozark, so... All right, this next one, I've heard of this show. Is it on AMC or TNT or something? It doesn't say. Um, Pose. Three seasons of Pose. I think I've ever heard of that. I think Billy Porter's in it. He's from Pittsburgh. Love him. Um, Now, this this is a show my mother loves. She's going to be heartbroken. After 11 seasons, Shameless is ending. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. I've watched it. It's funny. My mom loves it. So that one's done. I've never heard of this one, but after three seasons, it's on Hulu. show called Shrill. I don't think I've heard of that either. Never heard of it. After six seasons, this is a CW show, the show Supergirl is ending. I think I heard that that was coming to end, yeah, too. Yeah. Well, they have the um, Superman and Lois show they just started, Mm -hmm. so that's... So they kind of just started that show, so I i don't know. I'll be honest with you. It's been a while since I've watched a lot of the CW superhero shows. I don't think a new series season of Flash has come out yet, so I think COVID kind of like caused a lot of that shit to pause for a little while, but yeah. So Supergirl originally started on another network. Was it? CBS or ABC or NBC. I think it was one of the, I think one, was, one of the yeah, BCs, one of yeah. And then it was like done after a season or two, and then CW took it over. I think it's yeah, I think it's yeah. They were like creating their multiverse kind of stuff where they were trying yeah. to get their different shows together and stuff. Right. So this next one, I've watched a few episodes of this. Uh, America Ferrera's in it. I like her. Six seasons of the show Superstore. Oh yeah, it was no funny. Desire. It was no funny. Yeah, nothing. That. Um, this show is AMC, four seasons and it's over. It looks like a cool premise, and I've seen the trailers for it. I've never watched it, but it looks interesting. Winona Earp. What's the premise for that? I think I've heard. She the show. is a descendant of Wyatt Earp, and she's got a magical flaming gun that can kill demons, and she like hunts demons. Not not original, but sounds and, and, fun. And that's the end. Now, this show, it's on Paramount Plus, seven seasons. It's called Younger. I've heard of it. I've I've heard of it's it. It's very much one. I've seen ads for it. It's very much one of those like tween. I've seen clips for it, and there's been scenes shows. that make me laugh out loud, but I've never really watched it. It's but very it, it's very much a, one of those like younger adult shows. And last one on here, after eleven seasons on AMC, The Walking Dead. Adam, fucking finally, thank the fucking it, God. This is like I probably wouldn't have read this article. If this wasn't on I here. was wondering why you were reading this article, because I'm going to be honest with you. Of all the shows you put on there, I don't think I gave a shit about any of them. Now you do. I still don't give a shit about any of them. I am so happy. This is what we've been clamoring for for years. I've been saying it for a long time. That show has gone on longer than it needs to go. The Walking Dead on AMC 
is fucking. So where are they at now in this like season eleven? Yeah, but like, where are they at in the story? Like, what the fuck is going on? It's been so long since I've seen the show. Um, Is there anything like new or unique going on? No, nothing fucking unique. Absolutely nothing fucking unique. It's just there's a group. There's a there's a small group of like four of them who are like captured by another group again. Who every season who they're like really they like have full on like armor and they have like guns. How they have guns left is beyond me. And the rest of the group is like trying to rebuild after the big war with the the whisperers who had so pretty much. Every season, nothing unique. Yeah, it's nothing unique. Recycled. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'm actually not caught up on it. I have. I'm about three episodes back. It's just not entertaining enough. But now that I'm reading this, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna muscle through it. I'm gonna finish this series, and I'm gonna wash my hands of until it. they do the next spinoff series. Well, the two spinoff series aren't canceled. <laughs> That's the worst part. But the main one is. The yeah. main one is. So that's it. Those are some those are some shows that are being canceled. And if you care about any of those shows, I'm sorry that you know your show's being canceled. So Well, moving on to something else that we both love. I want to talk a little bit about the Amazon Prime uh, video show Invincible. I want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. We've kind of brought it up a couple times, so you never like delved into the show itself, but the last episode of season one came on yesterday, Yeah, and I watched it, and this show is fan-fucking-tastic. Yes, it's, it's an animated show. I think we've talked about it briefly on here yeah. before. For those of you who aren't familiar with the show Invincible, it is on Amazon, Amazon Prime Video. It is... Like I said, animated. It is based off of a comic book by Robert Kirkman, the guy who did the Walking Dead comic books. Yeah. And it is produced by Seth Rogen, who we all know and love Seth Rogen. Uh, he's our and lovable, he, friendly pothead. And he also produced a lot of other comic book shows. He did Preacher, which I fucking love. He did The Boys, which I fucking love. And now he did Invincible, which I fucking love. Like, I feel like Seth Rogen... He he's batting a thousand. Just find yeah. a comic book because he's a comic book fan. Yeah, he he loves comic books. He's finally hit that point of celebrity where he's done enough stuff that he has a he has a backlog of like shit that he's done. He's made his money. He's made his mark. Where now he's hit the point where it's like now I just want to do everything that I want to do. That's all I want to yeah. do is just I want to be part of the things that I want to do. Like and if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But he's like you said, he's batting a thousand right now. Yeah. Like everything's a winner. He's he's like I read the preacher comic book. <laughs> I read the boys comic book. I read the invincible comic book. They're all great. They should all be TV shows. So I'm going to do it. And he did all three of them and they're all three great. You know, uh, here's the thing. um, And it goes kind of along with this show. This is kind of a little bit of what I'm worried about though. Mm. I'm getting a little worried that we're going to get an oversaturation of the, it's the superhero show, but they're like, not what you think. They're like bad guys. They're, they're like, like that like invincible is very much similar it's not the same but it's very similar to the boys a little bit yeah i can see that yeah obviously animated live action is Mm -hmm. different but like there's a lot of similarities where it's like they're superheroes but they're not what you think they are they're kind of Mm -hmm. more like celebrities you know they're kind of more some of them are all about the fame and stuff like that i'm it's i think it started i don't maybe you can correct me if i'm wrong but i think the popularity in that premise started with brightburn Remember that movie Brightburn where yes, it was like I watched that. it was like Superman, but what if he was like a megalomaniac and what if he was a fucking psycho? 
and shit like that. And, and so he's like eight years old and he's got like, or he's like 12 years old and he's got his powers, but he's like ripping people's faces off because they right. piss him off. Right. And I think it was, Brightburn's interesting <laughs> because I think it came out of, uh, was it James Gunn did it? I think I can't remember. I think it was James Gunn and his brother, Peter Gunn? No, it's not Peter. That's a rapper. The guy who's in the the guy who's one of the Ravengers in Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. They like do a podcast and they were just like talking about it. I think they were talking about uh Superman Red Sun, you yeah. know, where he it's a different earth where he comes down instead of landing in the United States, he lands in Soviet Union yeah. and they win the Cold War and now he's like and there's other earths where Superman's bad and yeah. we know we know all about this i'm just so I, they were like what if this happened what if he was a fucking terrible person he got bullied by kids at school and he, yeah. he fucking murders everyone and they were just talking about it on a podcast and they're like oh let's fucking do this yeah and they did it so like brightburn's great because that was really unique and mm-hmm. then the boys is great because it takes a unique spin on the superhero justice league superman kind of genre mm-hmm. and then invincible is great because it takes a spin on that i'm stuck i'm worried though that other people that are like writers and directors and like in in Hollywood are looking at this and be like, oh, that's the new hotness. Let's make 50 new films and TV shows that is this premise. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried we're going to get an oversaturation market. market. It, quality over quantity is what I'm going to tell people. Quality over quantity. And that's what I'm looking for. Okay. And that's what Invincible brings. It brings a little bit of quality over quantity because it... At first, I thought it was going to be like a little similar to the boys in, in terms of like some of what was going on, but it's really not. Like the story, like a lot of the superheroes that are in there are not that celebrity superhero thing. Like a lot of them are all about justice, and the, really the entire the entire show is almost a mystery show. Not for us because we know what happens, but we're watching like the characters play out this mystery of like who spoilers uh, if you haven't seen the show there's a group called what are they called the guardians the guardians the guardians and they're like basically the justice league mm-hmm. and they all get murdered and they we know who murders horribly them. fucking murdered. oh don't watch with your kids we're talking they're getting ripped in half their skulls are getting smashed like their flesh is getting so flayed. so again i say <laughs> seth rogan is producing just like Preacher and just like The Boys, those two shows are very graphic. Yes. So is this show. Very, very graphic. So. Yes. And it's one of those, it's cool because we know who does it. We mm-hmm. know who does it, but the characters in the show doesn't know. So there's a, this kind of mystery aspect of the show of watching the characters evolve and figure out who's who did it. And the person who did it is like an ultra powerful being. Like he is like maybe stronger than Superman, I would almost argue. He might be stronger than Superman. Uh, in some sense. Yeah. Like, and he's more violent than Superman. So uh, yeah. Significantly more. And I just really, I don't know. The show got me and I'm, I wish it was longer. Eight episodes was too short for me, in my opinion. Um, one thing I will say, and there was some criticism. I can't, don't think I mentioned this on a previous episode. Um, I hope that for the next season, and I imagine they're going to give him a bigger budget. But I hope for the next season they put a little more money into the animation. The animation's rough. <laughs> it's it's very stiff. It's very much like a still figure with like a moving background kind of in some scenes. Like if Almost like Archer. It. Yeah. Almost like the early seasons of Archer, I'd say. Yes. A little bit like that. A little um, bit different, yeah. Yeah, it's a, little, it's a little different. Archer looked a little more realistic in terms of the way that it was drawn, I would argue. But um, yeah, I don't know. I this This show really grabbed me i was really into it and i find animation very easy to digest for me it's very easy easy to digest compared to like live action like i haven't seen season two of the boys yet 
because I find I find some of the stories that get told in live action, um, I don't want to say cringy, but a little slow. It seems like animation tells like a faster story. So I, I like getting into the action. I like let's get into it. Let's get into it. Get in. and boy, do we get in the action. Let's talk about last night's episode, the final episode. This is the episode, and heavy spoilers for if you haven't seen it. This is where Mark finds out that his dad, Omni Man, was the one that killed the Guardians. Mm-hmm. And this is that culmination of everything we've been waiting. We said, what happens when Invincible finds out his dad was behind everything? And they have this major beatdown on each other, like this huge, huge fight with each other. And he just beats his son down to a fucking pulp. Right. Like just laying into him, almost kills him. Um, I thought it was really cool seeing, uh, we knew the story was going to be told, seeing the, what, what's what's the name of his race? Viltramite, I think is it. Yeah, this was seeing like what the real Viltramite race is. Like he was he he's like yeah we're like a noble and powerful race, but like we're also a fucking so, empire. So the for those of you who haven't watched it, the main character is a high school teenage kid named Mark. Um, he's the one who eventually becomes invincible. He gets superpowers. His dad is called. Omni Man. He's basically like Adam said, Superman. He comes from another planet far away, Viltramite, and he has like incredible, invincible, if you to coin a phrase, superpowers. Like he can't be beaten. He joins this group and he just he finally gets the powers because he and he's half human, half human, half Viltramite. He gets the powers and he, he becomes a superhero too. And his father's starting to train him. And the backstory his father gives him is, Oh, I come from this planet. Like you were saying that like, we're a noble race and we have these powers and we decided to, to spread out throughout the galaxy and go to planets and, and help them use our powers to, to help like be a really good guy. Yeah. Turns out, there's a little bit of a twist here that he finds out that actually, no, that's not what we're trying to do. We're colonizers and we don't have the population to just invade all these planets. So we send one person to every planet to just slowly after time, like teach I wouldn't, them. I wouldn't say there's so much colonizers as conquerors because True. the story that he tells Mark in last night's there's episode a fine was, line. there's a fine line. There's a fine the line. The, yeah. the story t- he tells Mark was that basically they were noble and powerful, but they all fought each other. Mm-hmm. And there was like different, I don't know, tribes or sects right. or groups of them that were fighting each other. And then one group beat all, basically ruled the entire world, destroyed the rest of the groups. And they decided, you know what? We're going to spread our empire. And so, yeah, they send one of the Viltrumites out to be essentially weaken a planet and get it ready for conquering is what it is, just to expand mm-hmm. their empire. So, and this is what we got from last night's episode. I, I was kind of, I was, I'll be honest with you. I didn't see the end of it coming. I didn't see at the end of it when he's beating Mark into the mountain and he's punching him. He's getting all pissed off. Yeah. He has that flashback to when Mark was a kid and he's mm-hmm. playing, playing baseball League, yeah. and on the man's just sitting there like, I don't know why I'm wasting my time watching this, blah, blah, blah. I could be like doing so much more. And like his wife has to explain to him like, Hey, you know, this is, you know, what it means to be human. This is, you know, watching our kids do this kind of stuff, like takes us back to when we were young and, you know, we, we've created a life here and we get to see the joy and he kind of sees that. And it somehow breaks through into Omni man's, um, indoctrination i guess is what you want to call it his so you still think there's humanity in omni-man buried deep down in there i i think 
Yes. Is, is he a redeemable character? You think? I don't know if he's redeemable after everything he's done, yes. but I think I think I think we're gonna see in few I've never read the comic book, but I think we're gonna see in future seasons, if I had to guess, the Viltramites are gonna come to try to conquer Earth, and I think we're gonna see Omni Man come and help Mark stop them. I think we're gonna see that not because he cares about humanity, because he cares about Mark, and Mark cares about humanity. And that's kind of where it is. Because if he didn't have that one moment of like restraining himself, he would have killed Mark and then taken out the rest of the heroes on the planet and gotten gotten it ready. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. He stops himself and then he leaves the solar system. He abandoned. That's one thing. The the alien, the um, what the alien copper. I can't remember his name. The one eyed alien who came down at the end of the episode. He says, "Viltrum." It's weird. Viltrumites do not abandon their post. It is unheard of for a Viltrumite to abandon his post. So I don't know where he went. I don't know why he left. But the Viltrumites aren't happy, and they're fucking coming. They're going to come in force. So I would argue that it's good. we're going to get something like that. I was expecting... This is what I was expecting. I was expecting there to be like a situation where somehow Mark, through his like anger and his grief, is able to become stronger than Omni-Man because through some weird genetic makeup, combining Viltrumite DNA with human DNA creates a completely different type of being... And somehow is might be stronger than Viltrumite. I was expecting something like that, but we I didn't get that at all. And I'm ha- I'm fine with the ending that we got. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I don't know when season two comes out. It's probably going to be a while, which is I think it's like beginning 2022. I think they were talking about. So okay, so we got a, we got a little bit to wait. But I really enjoyed it, so I'd I like to see some more of it. If you like animation, superhero stuff, and you don't mind gore and everything like that, give it a fucking watch. It's a great show. Um. But anyway, I think it's time to get into Coercive Cinema, Scott. Coercive Cinema. Coercive Cinema. So to remind the folks about what movies we had to watch for Coercive Cinema, I gave you Grave Encounters, the found footage horror film. I think it was on Amazon Prime. Yes. And you gave me Unforgiven, the Clint Eastwood Western movie on HBO Max. Right. Right. So uh, why don't I think it's your turn to go first this time. Why don't you lead us off? It is. It is. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a question here. Yes, sir. Are you a fan of found footage found footage films? No. Try, try to say that three times fast. I'm not, but I will admit some of them are a guilty pleasure. I don't okay. like them. I do not think they're good. And I'm going to tell you right now my opinion of this movie. I don't think it's good. Okay. But there was a time where it was a guilty pleasure of mine, and I would watch some of those. That's so. fine. Because this is the second found footage film that you have given me i gave you the first one because i thought it was funny for you to watch that's why because it's so bad it's not not once but twice and in watching both of them the first one you gave me was that bad ben which was a long time ago yeah this one grave encounters as i'm watching i realize my god i hate found footage films i really don't like them they're not great they really this one was just making me ill about how much the camera was shaking yeah like there were times i had to close my eyes and turn away not because of violence or gore or anything like that that's fine it's not much of that really no it really wasn't but like the shakiness of the camera was making me car sick like sitting in my living room there's a few of them that are unique um Mm -hmm. what was it uh the the shit blair witch project no it's I was going to talk the, about the Blair Witch the, Project. It's the monster one. Why am I blanking on the fucking name? The monster one? The giant monster one. Fuck. What's, what, is, what is the name of that goddamn show? The one that's like the Godzilla-sized beast and shit like that? 
Oh, Cloverfield. Clover, thank you. That's I blanked on the fucking name. Cloverfield. That's JJ Abrams did that. That's one I legitimately enjoy. You enjoyed. know what? I forgot about that one. I do like Cloverfield. <laughs> that's one I legitimately enjoy. I do like Cloverfield. It was it was unique. It was cool. And it was very found footage. So it, it was found footage. And I was talking about Blair Witch Project. When Blair Witch Project first came out, I was a kid. It was like cutting edge of found footage. Like that really wasn't a thing. Yeah. And they marketed it so well that they made like young naive kids like me who was in seventh grade at the time. Like I thought, oh my god, this is fucking real. Yeah, you thought it really. I happened. thought it was real. No, it fucking didn't. No. But damn, they made me think it was. So now I feel like I'm ruined for them because I know none of them are real. Like the paranormal activity movies. There's so fucking many of them. They suck. The first one is unique because mm. that one was, it's not great, but I think it was done well. It had a low budget and it was just a couple people involved in it. And I think that one was done well. And then they got the popularity and then it started getting like really shitty when they started going for like the cult stuff and the witch stuff and all this other stuff. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this shit? So. Yeah. So anyway, it's, it's your classic it really rips off what well, we talked about it last week or the week before, like those ghost hunting shows, the ghost hunters, the uh, paranormal state, the ghost adventures. It's kind of why I gave it to you because we um, talked about um, it. I'm seeing more of them. Yeah, we. It, it's that. It's not original. It's those, and they lock themselves in a lunatic asylum that is abandoned and they lock the doors they stay in there overnight and it's just fucking weird one thing that bothered me anytime something paranormal happened the camera would like go fuzzy and cut out yeah i hate that i think they do that because it's cheaper to do that you don't have to put that much money it's like when they shoot godzilla fighting monsters and they do it at nighttime it's because it's you don't have to render it in that much detail because you can't see it so yes i know exactly why they did it I just don't like it. Like, I want to see, like, oh, that fucking's happening. Like, um, there were some creepy parts, like, when they finally busted out the door to, to escape, and it was just another hallway. Yeah. Like, that was a cool thing. That was a cool thing. But just fucking no. The sequel does some of that stuff a little bit, too. The Like, that, that weird stuff. There's... Uh, I'm not going to give you the sequel, but I'll just explain it to you. There's a point in the movie in the sequel where the main characters think that they've escaped the asylum... And they actually get in their car and they drive back to the hotel and they pack up all their shit and they get in the elevator and they're like, oh my God, I'm thank God everything's, everything's, you know, we're leaving, we're getting the fuck out of here. And then the elevator doors open, they think it's going to be the lobby and it's in the basement of the fucking asylum. And like, they're still in the building and it kind of fucks with your mind a little bit like that mm-hmm. too. So they, they do do a couple weird things like that in the sequel, but. Yeah. And it just. Pulls back the curtain a little bit because it shows this film crew and and it's probably how Ghost Hunters and those other ones are. Yeah. How fucking fake they were. Yeah. Like how they were doing things that let's make let's do it this way and make it more creepy. And I'm like, that's so accurate. I guarantee those shows were like that. The sequel is very meta because the sequel is about the first Grave Encounters movie came out. And this one kid in college is obsessed with it. And he's like a film student. So he takes a couple of his friends to the insane asylum to do the same thing that they did. Only found out the real the movie was real. And it wasn't found footage. It was actually a real movie. And all that shit really happened. 
So it, it it gets a little meta yeah. in the sequel. So yeah. well, I'm not gonna watch it. I, I'm not gonna give it to you. So, either, so. Uh, yeah, uh, not good. Made me ill from time to time. Um, the characters were forgettable. Uh, I mean, I'll say this: any uh, anything's worth a watch, and I'm entertained by the silliest stuff. So I got through it, and there was some cool ideas, but it wasn't pulled off. So yeah. nah. Not for me. All right. Not for me. Uh, my turn to talk. Your turn. It is uh, time to talk about Unforgiven. Unforgiven, a Western. Yeah, I gave starring, you another Western. Starring Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman, and Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman again. He Gene loves Hackman Westerns. Again. Gene Hackman's great. Uh-huh. Morgan Freeman is great in anything. He can be reading the phone book and be like, God damn that Morgan Freeman. Um, I'm going to say this about Clint Eastwood. So forgetting his politics, forgetting all the shit he said in the past few years and whether you agree with or disagree with whatever mm. forgetting all that stuff i would argue Clint Eastwood is a good actor okay. he is a, he is i think he is a good actor in especially in some of the older stuff that he's he's done and this is constitutes that's early 90s 1992 but i believe it is um but basically it's about uh a for so it starts off with this like opening crawl where it's telling this backstory of like, oh, this mother's daughter like married this yeah. thieving, killing uh, sh- gunslinger, and you know they have kids or something like that, and then the mother's daughter dies of some probably sickness or I didn't I couldn't remember what it was, so like sickness or some Small shit like pox. that. Smallpox, yeah. And it starts off that, and I'm thinking that that's gonna be like a detail in the story that's gonna be happening doesn't fucking matter no. you don't need the opening crawl because the, i'll be honest with you, i got to the end of the movie and the end of the movie the crawl started going back up where it was talking about the mother who tried to find her daughter and like found her grave but they couldn't find like her grandkids or like the thieving gunslinger that married her like the rumor is he went off someone's like oh yeah i forgot that thing fucking happened at the beginning of the movie i'm like you could have it would have been a better movie if he didn't have that. It doesn't ruin the movie. It was it was Clint because you know he like directed and produced. Yeah, he did. And I know. He was trying to be very artsy with it. Unnecessary, Clint. Unnecessary at all. So fucking unnecessary. That being aside, it's a good movie. It's so a- I'm not a huge Clint Eastwood fan, believe no. it or not. I do like Billion Dollar Baby. Yeah. And I do like Gran Torino. If you've seen those two films, yes. But they're more modern. Some of Gran his Torino less... is I uh, Gran movie is good. very good. Gran movie. Uh, there was another movie with Jeff Daniels where he's like a detective. I think it's called Bloodwork. Eh. And then of course the he's the Man Without a Name trilogy, which is another western. Yeah. I mean, he's just they're good stories, but he's just like he just stands around, and looks mean, and doesn't talk. That's it. He he, he has like a patent on looking mean. He's yeah. got the trademark on grumpy face. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> But this movie is pretty pretty good. It was nominated for Best Picture. It didn't win, but I don't think it won. I, I get it. I understand why it was nominated. It was, it's pretty good. I, I didn't love Morgan Freeman's character. Yeah, I thought they did him a little dirty. They did, they did him they a little did bit dirty. dirty in this movie. They portrayed him like as this womanizing, like, kind of a dick. I think, well, I think what they were going for was, hey, so the Westerns kind of sucked. And the people kind of sucked of this time. This is kind of how they talked. Yeah, you know they were womanizing. This is how they were. Yeah, this is they're womanizing abusive, fucking nasty people. Uh-huh. Even the even the sheriffs are not great. Right. Even the people that are supposed to uphold the law are not that well, great. They're still not great today. So yeah, that, but I'm, that's I, a whole other story. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, basically, he's like this old school gunslinger who's living on this in this shack, not even a house, a little shack, and trying to be a farmer. He's trying to be like a farmer. He's got failing some pigs. He's got a couple kids. His wife's and, dead. Yeah, and like this guy, this kid comes. They call him the kid. The, of um, course, there's always a kid. Yeah, the kid. He comes to him. And he's like, I heard you used to be a gunslinger. You used to kill people. Look, um, there's. And this is, I'll explain this in a second. There's a previous part of the story. There's this guy, you know, these, 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 they always say, use the word whores. That's the word they use all the time. These they whores. Prostitutes. Yes. yes. They, these whores, they, they, they're offering to pay like a thousand dollars so anybody kills these two guys. Cause at the beginning of the movie in the whorehouse is apparently, apparently one of the prostitutes laughs at this guy's little dick and giggles at it. And so he freaks out. And starts cutting her fucking face and start cutting her up. He cuts her up, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they show some of it. And I'm like, holy shit, this dude goes to fucking town. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, they pull their money together to offer like a $1,000 reward for somebody to come kill these guys. Because the sheriff... This is this is what I mean whenever I say the people were not good back in this time. Because the person who runs the brothel, name is Skinny, he's not worried about the safety of her of his prostitutes that work there. He's worried about the fact, like, look, I got a contract that I got to make this much money. I paid this much money to get her out here. She's going to make this much money. Nobody's going to sleep with her because how fucked up her face is and stuff like that. Her face isn't that fucked up, let's be honest. It's, like, when she heals, there's a, couple, there's a few scars. She doesn't look that bad. But... The whole argument is like, you need to like, the whole argument is not, you need to make these guys pay for what they did to her. The whole argument is, you need to make them pay for what they did to me, because now I'm not going to make any money. Right. And so like, instead of, instead of like sending him to jail or hanging them or shooting him, he's like, you got to take some of your horses and give it to Skinny as payment. Mm -hmm. And so the process are pissed off, rightfully fucking so. And so that's kind of how the whole movie starts. So... To make some money, he goes to the kid, and he and Morgan Freeman he gets his old partner together, old partner Morgan Freeman, and they go to go kill some guys. I feel like they spent it. It was slow moving at first. Very slow moving. It was very slow moving at first. They spent great detail on character development, especially for William Money, which is Clint Eastwood's yes. character. I, I I got sick and tired of them saying like this guy was the most most ruthless killer in the west i got sick and tired of clint eastwood constantly saying i'm not that guy anymore i'm not that guy that was the whole premise like, i don't drink anymore he doesn't drink that's important his wife his wife like his wife before she died like cleaned him up of all that stuff he didn't drink anymore he doesn't kill anymore he's a he's a godly man now yes, yes. so that's kind of what and i'm and like i don't i've heard they, you say it a dozen times they, oh maybe over a dozen times like, Fuck. they wanted to beat into the viewer's head that hey this guy used to be a really big badass. Yeah. But now he's kind of a pussy. A little bit. That's what they his, were. His, they horse, were yes. his horse knocks his ass he down. Could, he could not ride a horse. He couldn't farm. He couldn't take care of his kids. And then when he tried to shoot, because he hasn't shot in forever, he was bad at that, too. He had to get, had to get a shotgun out yeah. and, and do that. Like he, like, he really couldn't do anything. And yet he's supposed to go with his this young kid, who we find out later is next to blind. Yeah, and his old partner, who's a womanizing old guy, and he's supposed to go with them to collect this bounty for killing this guy. Mind you, the entire story set up that Clint Eastwood is this legendary outlaw. Yes, everybody knows his name. He he used to kill people, he used to rob people. He would have did all kinds of shit most of his life. I feel like if you're that kind of person. 
it takes a little longer than nine or ten years for you to forget how to fucking shoot right. if you're that kind of person. So I don't know, maybe I don't know. not. Whatever. But anyway, so they so they go from Kansas to Wyoming, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna skip past a lot of the bullshit. I'm gonna skip past. There's a lot of slow parts. I'm gonna skip past English Bob and shit like that. I'm gonna skip past all that bullshit. Um, so they find the guys. Mind you, the sheriff doesn't want any of anybody to come. He's, Gene Hackman's he's, the sheriff. Yes, he's pissed off that they even set up a bounty for these guys, yes. and he's going to arrest anybody that's going to try to kill him because it's against the law. Like as far right. as he's concerned, justice has been doled out. They gave the horses. As far as he's concerned, the matter settled, but they don't like it. So I'm going to say this. So the guy that cut up the prostitute's face, he deserved everything that came to him, hundred percent. His buddy. His buddy. Did no. not deserve anything. He was he was kind of noble about it. He he pulled his buddy off of him as he was trying to cut her up. He was sympathetic about it. He was regretful about it. And when he came to bring the horses to Skinny, he brought his finest pony and said, I want to give it to her because I basically I do what you want with it. Keep it. Sell it. But I want to give it to you as restitution. It's the best thing I can do. Mm-hmm. And he got... I, they did him fucking dirty too. He was was the first one to get shot and killed, he was. and he died a horrible death. He yes. he got shot in the gut. Money Clint Eastwood's character shoots him in the gut. They're they're like, I don't know. It's like this rocky area, and they got yeah. the drop on him, and they shooting him and stuff like that. And he Classic gets him the western scene. Yeah, yeah, and when he gets shot in the gut, he crawls behind this rock, and he's sitting there like, I'm dying. They shot me. G- he give slowly me. bled yeah, out. he slowly dies. He's like, I- mm-hmm. I'm so thirsty. Give me a drink of water. And at that point, Clint Eastwood's character is like, for God's sakes, give the man a drink of water. We won't shoot you. Mm-hmm. And he he's honors his agreement and shit like that. Yeah. But it's I was like, this is By fucking... By the time he, they get to him, he's dead. This is fucking horrifying. Just yeah. listen to this kid right. like, scream and cry. Especially, he's either, he didn't do anything. Right. He did nothing. I agree. So, I agree. I felt like that kid got dirty. Okay, so I've never been to Wyoming. Me neither. So you can't tell me. There's something weird that happens in this movie. I don't know if it's they didn't explain the passage of time correctly. I don't know what it was. But when they first get to the town... Clint Eastwood's character has like a fever and he's sick. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't know what he comes down with, but he basically has a fever. He's really it sick. It rains on them really hard. And he gets a fever and he, and he almost sick, dies, yes. basically. And so they like hold up in the shack outside of town. Plus he gets the shit beat out of him by Gene Hackman. Well, yeah, he, yeah, because that's yeah. Gene Hackman's character. He beats the shit out of anybody that brings guns in the town. Right, right. Because uh, it's, oh, it's no guns in this town unless you're the law. Right. So, um, so he gets the shit beat out of him. And then he gets pulled into the shack outside of town where they're trying to like rest, get him back to health and stuff right, like that. Right. Allegedly, he's there. He was there for three days after he got a shit beat out of him. And it fucking snowed. And it covered the land. It wasn't like a light snow. It went from it being like rainy, like hot outside, to it snowed and covered. Like you, the background of the, of the set, you saw snow on the fucking hills. Like everywhere, it was. It looked like it was dead fucking winter, and then the next scene, the snow melted. Yeah, but that happens here. We got snow last week. You were complaining about it. It's springtime. Yeah, and but everything was coated. That's and only it because climate's fucked up right now. What I'm talking about though is it used to be. I remember when I was a kid. It used to be you got snow during this season. Then you got nice weather during this season. It never. I don't remember ever being when I was a kid. It was like 
90 fucking degrees outside and then the next couple days it snowed and then the next couple well, days it was 90 degrees so i don't know if I don't they know. didn't explain the passage know. of time that really fucked with my brain i was like what the fuck wyoming is very far north it's that's almost, why i don't know i've it's, never it's been almost there. canada there's mountains there part of it the western part is the rocky mountains so it always snows in the mountains. Maybe they went up into the mountains where this cabin was. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't bother me. It, it fucked my brain a little bit. I was like, what? But anyway, so let's skip to the end of the movie because this is the part that I want to talk about. This oh, is the, the part. And the end makes the whole yes. movie. So Morton Freeman's character never shoots anybody. Yeah. He, he almost shoots the kid in the gut, but he's like, I can't do it. I can't. I, he's regretful. He's like, I don't have it in me to shoot him, shoot people anymore. Yep. So he has Clint Eastwood's character shoot him. Yes. And so he rides away he's like he's like i can't kill anybody i'm no good yeah to you, you. going you, home you guys kill last kid get last guy i'm not doing it i'm leaving i'm gonna go check up on your kids i don't want the money i'm yep. leaving i'm going but they round him up yeah because they catch he him. they catch him the as he's leaving catches him <clears throat> yeah and they kill him they basically beat him to death they torture him and kill him yes Ooh. and he's like apparently been put in like a open coffin outside on uh, display outside the yeah and basically with a sign that says this is what happens to fucking assassins assholes and shit like that yeah and this is this is the scene that's really cool in my opinion so but but the 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 metaphor the dr jekyll mr hyde moment yes okay i loved this so So the kid and what can i may i may i love you can do do, let me let me set the scene let me set the scene for you real quick and i'll let you go okay i'm so excited okay so they kill the last guy the kid gets the kill yes and the kid is so regret it's the first time he's ever killed anybody he's like he lied and acted yes but but this is the first time and afterwards when they're sitting like outside the town under this tree the kid's all like freaking out he's drinking and stuff like i can't do it i i'm not i'm not so gonna do it like anymore. leaves too just like yeah morgan freeman's character did. but then the prostitute comes riding up gives him the money and then explains to them oh no your friend was killed because and it basically explains what happened to him and this is the moment where clint eastwood oh. goes fucking switches gears so clint eastwood says the whole time that he doesn't drink anymore he doesn't drink anymore and when he finds out that Ned, his best friend and old partner, is dead because of him, because he got him into this mess, yeah. he grabs the whiskey bottle from the kid and takes it to his face. Oh, he is he now, takes it to the fucking head. He is now drinking after he said he wouldn't anymore. Heavily. That drinking changes his character. It does. That is the metaphor for, okay, this is the The old. entire movie he's been talking about how... Every, he, the kid keeps asking him have you ever killed anybody before what kind of violent stuff have you, have you ever done this before he tells he, some pretty horrible he keeps, stories he keeps telling him over and over again I don't remember I was drunk most of yes. the time and he keeps saying that over and over again That's his, his, he was always well, drunk when he was killing people yes he doesn't remember anything mm-hmm. this is I, so normally there's a lot of darkness in this movie there's a lot like when it's nighttime. It feels like it's nighttime, yes. and usually I'm like, "Can we get a little light so I can see the see what's going on?" Mm-hmm. This one, I'm like, "No." It, the the darkness is its own character almost in this movie because. Right. Oh, I like that. I he, like it that. Is, it is. It is his own character. You're right. You're right. <clears throat> so he rides back into town, and he rides past Ned's body, Morgan Freeman's body, in the coffin. He's all pissed off about it and stuff like that and you can hear the entire townsfolk is in the saloon and they're all sitting there talking and you know the sheriff is like sitting there saying like oh making plans to go like chase him down and catch he's the other still two going guys. after william money and the kid the next <clears throat> morning yeah and so he's like and so this is nighttime and they're making plans just saying you're gonna go here you're gonna go down here we're gonna chase them all the way down to texas if we mm-hmm. have to yada 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 and then as he's making plans 
oh, you, so you hear this click, and everybody turns around, and there's Clint Eastwood's character, Money, just standing there, so fucking evil, so fucking terrifying looking. Holding Com- this gun. A completely different person to what um, they first came across when the sheriff kicked the shit out of him. And he's just sitting there, just... First, he, first person he blows away is Skinny. Yes. He blows Skinny away. He said, who owns this place? And it's the dude that uh, is in charge of the prostitutes. And he fucking blows him away. Yes. <clears throat> and then he has... It's a double-barrel shotgun, so he's got another bullet, another shell in the chamber, ready to go. The sheriff walks up to him, and the sheriff says... Boys, when he shoots me, you gun this gun, you gun this feller down as as quick as you can. And so he mm-hmm. pulls the trigger and click, misfire, doesn't shoot. And Gene Hackman's character is excited, he's like, "Oh, misfire!" And he starts reaching for his gun. Now this is a callback. There was a foreshadowing moment in the middle of the movie. There's a character I didn't talk about, um, English Bob, but there's a character that's with English love, Bob yeah, called. So he is called, uh, I can't remember his actual name, but he's basically he's a, a biographer. Yes. Is what he is. He's a writer. And he's been writing, he wants to write the story about all these violent murder yeah, murders. Yeah, these old these West gunslingers. cowboys, gunslingers. Yeah, yeah. so right. when he find, when Gene Hackman's character tells him, oh, English mob's been telling you lies. You want the real story? I'll tell you the real story. So he hangs around the town. He's getting the real story from him. One of the things that uh, Gene Hackman's character tells him is that the fastest gunslinger isn't always the one that kills them because they're so quick that they're not careful and they yes. miss a lot. That was an important <laughs> thing because everybody in that saloon and the, was trying to... They're all like real quick to struggling. pull their guns and they're shooting at them. Problem is they're not aiming. They're just shooting yes. wildly yes. and they're all fucking missing them. So he has time, Clint Eastwood has time to pull out his fucking gun Takes and he guns down all five of the fucking oh gunslingers. And he does it so fucking it's violently. So, that scene, the, the gunfight in the bar, in the saloon, is a fucking epic scene, man. It is. That's oh. that made the movie. That made the it movie. It really did. It really honestly. He fucking did. mows down and then everyone. And then the writer like goes up to him and he's he's talking to him and he kind of like mentions what he said and stuff like that. And he's trying to get his version of the story. And Clintus's character is like, the only thing I'm going to tell you is who I'm going to shoot next. And he kind of points the gun at him. He's like, oh, he's not fucking around. He <laughs> bolts out of there. And then. Gene that Hackman's was the old William yes. Money. That was the old one. Yeah, it is. And then Gene Hackman's character isn't dead, so he tries to go for his gun. Mm-hmm. And at first you think, oh, is this going to be one of those kind of stories where he's going to gun him down and it's going to be like everybody dies? Nope. Clint Eastwood like, kicks the gun out of his fucking hand, looks down at him. They have a couple words. Do you remember like, his words? He goes, I'll see you in hell, William Money. Yeah. And he's like, yes, you will. <laughs> yeah. And he just right, right in the chest. Right in the so fucking, fucking chest. Awesome. And then as he walks out, he shoots another guy in the chest because there's another one that survived. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God damn, this dude is cold as ice. Mm-hmm. And then when he leaves, before he leaves, he gives a warning to everybody that's listening. He's like, if y'all can hear me, no, I better not. Nobody better shoot at me. Nobody better take a shot at me. Because if anybody takes a shot at me, I'm not only going to kill you. I'm going to kill your friends. I'm going to kill your whole family. And I'm going to burn your house to the ground. That's the old William Money. <laughs> yeah, man. it is. And he goes and he and as he's like getting up, he gets up on his horse. He's ready right away. He's like. Uh, he basically tells him like, and you guys better give Ned a proper burial. If I yes. find out you guys didn't give him a proper burial. I'm going to be come back and I'm going to kill everybody and in this town. And there was people holding guns at him. Yeah. And they were like shaking. They're like, they hear him say this. The like, one dude was like, here, you take it. It's like, I ain't no deputy. I'm doing it. Yeah. Like, I'm not. They, he scared them so much that they wouldn't do it. Yeah. It was so fucking cool. And then that's kind of how the movie ends and it goes to the end role the, that we talked about that doesn't matter. But yeah. that. 
fucking end made the, the end was very good yes it's very it was it was it was a very entertaining movie is what i'm gonna say so oh, awesome i'm glad you actually liked it it's western i'm yeah. telling you i'm gonna get you hooked on westerns if it's the last thing i do <laughs> all right uh it's time to give our uh, picks for next week's curse of cinema Scott. let's do it uh i pick for you and the, there's a reason why I picked this movie for you. You may not like it. You may like it. I don't know. It's an animated movie. It's on Netflix. Um, what's one of the one movies that science fiction movies that we both love that we say is so good it's bad? That are so, so bad, so okay. bad it's good. I did that backwards. So bad that it's good. We love it because it's a bad movie, but we love it so much. Science fiction movie. Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. Yes. <laughs> you got that right. So, they made Starship Troopers 1, they made a second movie. I watched it. And they made a third movie. I watched it. Okay. Did you know they made animated movies after that? No. They made two animated movies after that. Are they four and five? Or they're not, they're called, they're called, they're differently titled, but they are are a continuation of the character. I don't think Casper, Casper Vindy does, none of the characters. He doesn't even do the voice. They don't do the voice. I know he's not working. They have, I know that too. (laughs) They have different voice actors for it. They try to make it a, lo- a little bit more serious and stuff like that. But I watched this recently, and I kind of want you to watch it because I want to see what you think about it because okay. we both love Starship Troopers. I love Starship it. Troopers. I want you to watch Starship Troopers, Traitor of Mars. Traitor on- of Mars. Yes, Starship Troopers, Traitor of Mars on Netflix. On Netflix. Okay. All right, I'm going to check. Yeah, I want to I, I see what you think about this. And I'm going to do this to you. All right. You said something that I think I'm going to be unhappy with, but all right. You, sir, I'm giving him a DVD because you are going to watch the movie Tiger Warsaw starring Patrick Swayze. Good Lord. Have you ever heard of it? I've heard of it. I've never watched it. Okay. Um, Yeah, you liked Unforgiven. But up until that, you had not liked a long line of movies that I had been giving you. And there were some that I'm like, I really like them. I thought you would like them. And you didn't. This isn't a great movie. Oh, boy. I enjoy enjoy parts of it. There's things I want you to watch, and I want to discuss it. Okay. But... um, Don't spoil it for me. I'm not going to spoil anything. All right. I'm not going to... We'll talk about it next week. All right. Um, it, It used to be on prime video for rent and it actually you don't have plex no you, you can add your own movies to plex yeah but it also comes with some free movies already on plex it used to be on there for free but i don't think it is anymore so anyway i have a copy of the dvd so i just lent you that okay. so for those of you listening i'm not sure if it's on plex i'm not sure if it's on prime video but there if there's no other way to see it i'm just giving him this dvd that's but fine tiger warsaw Starring Patrick Swayze. Well, I love Patrick Swayze. All right, so so that's Tiger Warsaw and Starship Troopers, Traitor of Mars. So if you guys want to get hold of 4 Distraction and you want to let us know what you think about Clint Eastwood's movies, Mm -hmm. email us, 4Distraction at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Search 4Distraction at Podcast FYD. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you can find podcasts. We're probably on there. Search 4Distraction, Spotify, and uh, Google Play. You have to search Podcast FYD. Um, we are a member of the electronic, electronic media, media collective. collective. So head over to electronicmediacollective.com and check us out on there. 
listen to us and you email them, you message them, you say, Four Distractions is the greatest fucking show ever. Yeah. Make sure that you treat them well. Um, Electronic Media Collective is also on Twitter and Facebook. Yes, they've been um, uh, sharing some of our stuff. They really on there. have, and it's been getting out to a lot of people that way. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yes. So um, definitely follow them on Twitter and Facebook and share our shit and whatever else they send because that's a good way to get us and everybody else out there. Uh, beer of the show, Scott. Beer of the show, um, Lindman's Frambois. It's the raspberry lambic. Yep. Took took care of me for this episode. So if you, I gotta imagine the old west has got to be a terrible time to live in. Oh, horrible! Just to go back in time, like, horrible. Back to the Future Three doesn't do it justice. Like it's got to be horrible. The entire time I was watching Unforgiven, I was like, this whole fucking place sucks. The house they live in sucks. The shack that he built fucking sucks. Even the shack that Gene Hackman's character built fucking sucks. It's dripping in water. Like, this whole place... There's not a redeemable thing about any of this stuff. I don't know how people live during there. So you're telling me Back to the Future is all bullshit? 